2: It is time now for our number four of the G-Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. And it is time for Chicken Soup for Your Cowboy Soul. Now, this is a segment we need your help with. The truckwreck.com fan text is open. What's the best stuff you got to feel good about pulling the upset in San Francisco? Where do you find it? Okay, we are looking at an 11-game winning streak uh, against Seattle, a divisional rival. The Niners put up 505 with 24 first downs, zero turnovers, and just three penalties. Okay. And looking at predictions in the media, I saw one today that had 10 different dudes from one network or another. Nine of them were going Niners. And I would say that while that's the highest ratio I've seen, most are going to be around 75%. Three out of every four talking heads are going to go with the Niners in this one, at least. I was looking into the short rest. It cuts win probability down by 15% in these scenarios. Teams are 9-23 and all-time. That is the number uh, on five days compared to seven days rest. Um, And that's uh, a 28% shot compared to 43% all-time for road teams in the playoffs. So, you know, got the odds stacked against you, against a pretty dang good team. What do you got? The truckwreck.com fan text is open. You know, I'd like to throw it out just to get the party started, guys. Penalties were a backbreaker in last year's game. Randy Gregory's not here. Connor McGovern's not here. And the the plaguing that stuck with this team for the first half of the season I might be gone for good. Fingers crossed. You know, this this team appears to have turned a significant page in the penalty department. And if you just take away the penalties last year, maybe the, maybe the Cowboys already have, have beaten the Niners in the playoffs. So that's what I'd like to start with, Chiafala. What do you think? Are
3: these penalties gone? Is this, is this of the past now? Yeah, I mean, especially in a, they got Bill Vinovich, if I'm yeah. not mistaken, who's yeah. going to be the head yeah. ref yeah. for yeah. this particular matchup. And he is one of the lower flag throwers in all of the sport. Yeah. So that's nice.
4: Yeah, we'll see on that one. That, you know, they're going to go with the all-star crews and stuff like that. But you got to believe that Vinovich being the head official – uh, is going to have that meeting the night before and say listen this is how I want this game to be called you know if mm-hmm. you see it throw it if you don't you don't need any phantom calls don't need to see any stop downs let's let the players let's let the players uh, handle this game they're not here to see us they're here to see these players play if you see it call it if you don't, Keep the flag in your pocket. Let's move along. That's beautiful. that's, how, that's, how that's Bill, a that's a pregame
3: Bill, pep but talk that, right here.
4: I guarantee you, though, that you know these officials are the best of the best, and you know, and that's the thing. We, Rick Goslin has been tweeted out a couple of things that penalties are down about three and a half or th- about four per game from the regular season to the playoffs. It's hot. So, yes. yeah, but it could go both ways for you for sure. It could go both ways. You never know. Yeah. But I'll
3: take my chances with a, with a crew. That's just going to keep those things in their pocket. Hey, it worked last week. Yeah. I like yeah, that. Idea. If, you're,
4: if you're just going to, you know, if, if, if in fact, if they're holding Bosa you know, the Cowboys are holding Bosa and, you know, and you know, they're, you know,
1: the 49ers are holding Parsons, that's what you're going to have to live with in this game. Well, you mentioned O'Connor Williams, uh, but Randy Gregory had a bunch of dumb penalties in last year's game as well. He was tackling and holding guys. So Mm -hmm. not having Randy Gregory committing bonehead penalties – now, hopefully somebody else doesn't, you know, do that instead. Right. But that will also I, maybe help you in this game to not have as many penalties as you did last year either. Yeah. Okay. Bill I, Vinovich, will hold, he'll hold this game together. He let's will. go. He'll Thank you, Bill. Yeah. Uh,
2: 972 minus Parsons was just getting back from COVID. He wasn't near 100%. Couldn't put the pressure we wanted because of it. Was it for Tyron. Tyron Smith yeah. was as Tyron well. Tyron
4: Smith was really bad, yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, okay, so we appreciate that uh, truckwreck.com fan activity that you have coming up. Go ahead and keep them coming. Cowboys don't have Connor McGovern uh, anymore. You mean Connor Williams? Yes. 817. I appreciate that.
1: He was a holding machine. Yes. You got the holding machine right out of there. Led the league. Now, I think the biggest thing, though, is you have, especially after last week, a confident and healthy Dak Prescott. Yeah. That's your biggest difference from a year ago. You had, and Dak would not admit it, he never did, but you had a Dak Prescott who ended up having shoulder surgery after the season. His shoulder wasn't right and the calf just never seemed to be right after he strained it in that New England game. So he wasn't running. He never seemed comfortable. We saw that. The entire offense never did the second half of the season. The offensive line was never right. That offense just never gelled. So you have a quarterback that is coming off of his best game, in my opinion, that he's ever played. Your offensive line played really well, and Tyron Smith played fantastic. So your quarterback, in my opinion, is much better going into this game than he was going into last year's game. Yeah, and
3: 100%. that's huge. And your rushing attack is as well, um, just to just to piggyback off of that. But there's a handful of things that give me confidence for this game. One is you're, you're playing Brock Purdy. And I know he's he's been playing well, and, and, and San Francisco has it set up to where, hey, we don't really depend on our quarterback to be a superhero. But they haven't really run into a defense like, they, like the Cowboys are going to bring and a pass rush like the Cowboys are going to bring and, and a defense that has the opportunistic ability to take advantage of Brock Purdy when he's struggling. And if this game is close and 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 we talk about, hey, we don't want our team to have to be guaranteed throwing the ball late yeah. in the game because Bosa in the pass rush, same thing for this dude, man. It, when, when you see it, and we talked about the anonymous coach yesterday, hey, go look at the two-minute drill before before halftime, the that Niners offense uh, versus Seattle last weekend, Brock Purdy is running around scrambling for his life. Uh, And so I think that you're going to have great opportunity to take advantage of this quarterback with your pass rush and your ability – Uh, With all the other guys to take advantage of turnovers, you've shown that now two years in a row you lead the sport in it. I think you look at Dan Quinn too, matching up against Brock Purdy. Mm -hmm. You know, here is a
2: guy that has guided a defense to a Super Bowl three times. You know, in his over the course of his career, he knows what it takes to get it done. And last year against the Niners, by the time he got to the second half, he had figured that out as well.
3: Yeah, and now you have a a run defense that's respectable. Leighton Vander Esch is playing much much better, and you have Hankins, and, and that changes the dynamic of your run defense in a huge way that I believe will not allow you to be taken advantage of as much as you were last year. Now, they do have Christian McCaffrey, and so that's an added element to their rushing attack that makes it a little bit more potent, but I feel much better about that. When you did see a good defense, hello, New Orleans... What did you do, San Francisco? Put you put up up 13 th- points. Put up 13 points. And it was much earlier in the year, to be fair, like late September. But when you saw Denver's really, really good defense, you scored 10 points. So th- there's ability there to slow them down to an sure. extent. absolutely. And then on top of all of that, shout out to Tim uh, Timo Riske, PFF Moo. How about this, man? Oh, no. The Cowboys had a point differential of plus 125 in the regular season. They were putting it on some teams. Hello, Minnesota, okay? They weren't just scraping by. This Cowboys team was not like the Vikings. During the season, the Niners faced two teams with a positive point differential. Wow. That's it. And one of them was the Chiefs, and they got absolutely boat raced. The other one is the Seahawks, plus six in point differential. Wasn't like a dominant team, but the Seahawks gave this Niners team a little bit of hell uh, at times in all of their matchups. So every other opponent... For for the Niners this year, finished the season with a negative point differential. Brock yeah. Purdy and this Niners team has not seen a team like the Cowboys. Yet. No,
2: they certainly haven't. I think that's significant. You know, it, it sometimes teams get exposed, and usually it's not in the division around. Usually it's around midseason where a team with an easy schedule comes up against something yeah. real, and all of a sudden you look at them differently.
1: And I'd add this in: last year the Cowboys got bullied, and we saw them get bullied by a couple of opponents. Specifically, the Denver game comes to mind. And that was a talking point this offseason. We've mentioned that this week, right? They wanted to try and get tougher. And we've gotten some text. and, well, who do the Cowboys really add? Bottom line is, I mean, we we can name the, the players they've added this offseason. But the Cowboys haven't gotten bullied this year. No. The Cow- I mean, they've lost some games, sure. But it's not because they, they were self-inflicted wounds. They played terribly against Washington. You can point to mistakes as to why they lost the football game. It's not because they just completely dominated and got bullied. It's been like a the, discipline that's gotten them beat on the line of scrimmage a lot.
4: The thing that the thing that gives me hope is I personally think that Philadelphia has a better defense than San Francisco. And I know San Francisco metrics tell you the numbers and all that, that they're the number one. I, I feel like that if you ask me, like we're I, I'm always concerned about Philadelphia and the way they cover on the back end. Yeah. I'm concerned about the way they rush the passer. We always talk about those tackles you have to deal with. You talk about the edge rushers, Sweat, and those guys, you know, Graham. I mean, and you look at just the sheer of how the defense plays. Philadelphia starting 11, is pretty damn good. Maybe, and so, maybe, and to maybe me. those
2: stats aren't real. Maybe it's a well, result of that division they got I, to play against what? those bad quarterbacks. I,
4: I, you know what? I, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it, I just know that my eye test tells me yeah. that Dallas moved the ball very well against the Eagles. They handled the pass rush. And they handled the ability to get the ball, move the ball in the secondary. And that, that's, that, as a Cowboy fan, that's my hope. I think they've played, I think they played a defense and had success just
2: recently against Philadelphia. Well, if it, if it sounds like we're going super homer, we're doing, a chicken soup for your Cowboys soul, soul and evaluating all of the different reasons you do have to be uh, optimistic going into this game. 877-881-1053 if you'd like to add to it or, or challenge anything that we've said, that would be uh, a great way to do that. 760, as long as Gavin says pure gold is always during crosstalk, we got a good shot. He skipped it last year during the playoff game, mm. and that was a jinx. Thanks for keeping me accountable on that. I'll make sure I get that in. And do your damn part, General. Okay. uh, What the hell, man? Purdy uh, has been a faced of the Niners defense all year when he wasn't backup quarterback in practice. Okay. You know, I, I, you know, there's things to, to like about Brian Purdy. There's no doubt about that. What Brian has Brock, been... Brian, Brian Purdy's Purdy. a good dude. Yeah. Oh, Brian yeah. Purdy's a good that. Like yeah. oh, yeah. I love Beast. Brian Purdy. Yes. Shout out to him. Great leader of men. Thanks for okay. taking us to the Super Bowl. I, I think for me, the number one thing is what Brian's been talking about in his film study the last couple of days with their ability... Um, that if you can hold off their pass rush, there's multiple guys in that secondary that when they come to blitz, now you're going to be able to pick them apart in yeah. man coverage. Yeah. And to me, you know, th- those are real like tangible things. And you can watch it happen in the first quarter. Are you moving the ball? Are you holding up against their pass rush? And now here comes the blitz and here comes the big plays. And, you know, similar thing happened last week where the Cowboys really managed to to flip the dynamics of that game after a slow start. And if the Cowboys can can just contain Nick Bosa, I think they're going to create exactly, um, you know, that that setup for for San Francisco to have to adjust to. Um, Daxon is prime. Um and, you know, I think around 30, you're still very athletic. You're starting to see, hey, I got to get this done. We've never seen a more urgent DAC, but more than that, they aren't in denial anymore about him being able to just sit in the pocket and pick teams apart. You know, that was a, that was a good idea to try as Dak was exiting his rookie contract and becoming a veteran and all that. And okay, let's see if he can take it to the next level and and maybe he'll get there over the next two or three years. But everybody knows that his skills running the football are back on board and he can have confidence in it. The team can have confidence in it. And last year, Things hadn't healed right, and yeah. I, I said going into the 2021 season, it's going to take another year. Uh, Joe Theismann, a guy with a lot of experience, said this is going to take another year, and now we're starting to see the, the fruits of, of that time.
4: Yeah, the you know the coach I was visiting with that we were talking about at 2:40 today was talking about how important that you can make how important it is that you can make plays when you have a running quarterback because their pass rush is not one that always keeps that lane integrity. So all of a sudden you got guys that are really good getting up the field. They're gonna try and capture you there in the backfield. But all of a sudden that you run by them. You know, you see that gap and boom, you just take off running right there. Those are the those are the things that I think that Dak needs to take advantage of. And we've seen him run the last several weeks and I think that like you said general is a, a really really good thing
2: San Francisco on paper has better stats but they played weaker teams throughout the season says the 817 yes that is uh, some good and chicken still soup good. <laughs> they
4: Oh, are. they're very good they're good I mean they really are I Me, mean, but yeah I mean it's you, wooly boy says it all the time you, you know you, you just play the schedule and see what happens there but yeah, hopefully, like I say, I think there's some really good things that Dallas matches
2: up well on. Speaking of those matchups, eight one seven says, "What about Dan Quinn versus Kyle Shanahan?" We've we've been mentioning that, yeah, and it'll be interesting. I think both guys have the advantage of familiarity. Which ones players can execute better? And which one might be lucky enough to try something that the other one really isn't anticipating, but they're going to know how each other thinks and how each other's going to want want to adjust. Last year, we saw that that was advantage Dan Quinn. The longer that game went on, and I know we think about it as a physical butt whooping. But the Niners couldn't move that ball in the second half. Yeah. Um, and, and if your offense hadn't been broken uh, a, a, to the extent that it was, you'd have come back and, and won that game. So.
3: And I do think Dan, Dan Quinn has evolved a ton since he was working with Kyle Shanahan, right? I yeah. mean, this is yeah. not the same Dan Quinn that you saw in Seattle or in Atlanta with the way he's, he's doing his defense.
1: No, and especially with the uh, moving parts and the, and the different personnel, Groupings and, and players that he has. He's got the ability to do a lot of different things and mixing and matching. He's got a that, d- deeper
4: roster, too, absolutely. Probably,
2: that
1: on d- defense. Different things that he, he wasn't able to do previously. There's the
2: text, 214. You guys are being too homer. Yes, that's the point of the segment. It's chicken soup for your Cowboy soul. We're looking at the reasons to be optimistic in a game where clearly the Cowboys are the underdog but have a shot. Okay, it's time for the Expressway. We do have breaking news around the Mavs and a key player who might have to be out for a while. We'll catch you up on everything to. Developing in the world of sports throughout your afternoon here on 105.3 The Fan Out.
0: <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too.
5: All right,
2: welcome back. It is the G-Bag Nation. You have Bobby Belt coming up here in five minutes. LA Live with Lucius coming up at about 15. 817 says, I've watched all the Niner games. Their secondary struggles with double moves. If the line can protect Dak Prescott. 972, I feel like Dan Quinn is also going to do a whole lot to try and confuse Purdy. Dude's a rookie, hasn't seen a lot of defenses yet, so Micah going all over the place is going to confuse him. Amen, bro. Yeah, it's a huge storyline. And and what does he do with Micah? Because you can't just have him rush Trent Williams, who plays that left tackle a lot. Yeah. You know, so like half the time you can go for it, but the other half the time I need you to, like, there's got to be some sort of a stunt or some kind of a game that's going on down in there to, to try to have him shooting through the middle or, or distract Trent so so he can come inside. I, you know, I, I think this is a huge game for Dan Quinn, and we'll talk more about that coming up here in about uh, five minutes with Bobby Pelt.
4: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if you saw some of that stuff like that we saw a little bit earlier, in the, some of the slot blitz. Okay, You know, you get guys, if, you, if you're playing, say you're playing Bland, is he in the slot and just run them off you know but you got him in coverage you know with whoever if Debo whoever's in that slot and just just run you know run as fast as you can and try and get there before he gets the ball out though they've had some success with that you we've know, been able to get some pressure that way it's something that a lot of quarterbacks they don't expect because it's like okay you're gonna blitz when yeah. you've got
2: Debo Samuel out there you know that's that Orlando Scandrick play
4: yeah that's exactly right if you could get that thing home, once or twice in a game and maybe make a difference, knock the ball out of his hand, turnovers are going to be huge. <laughs> Who's the best
2: game. guy at that now? Is it Donovan Wilson? Jordan Lewis used to be pretty good at it. I'll
4: tell you what, uh, I, think, I think Wilson, now if you, if you bring the slot with Wilson, do you really believe that he's going to be in coverage? You know, you have to almost bring huh. somebody that you think is going to play coverage.
2: Okay, Christian Wood, fractured thumb. He's going to be reevaluated in a week. Uh, what did it take, Dak? Like three weeks? Was it three weeks, four weeks? Five weeks. weeks. Five weeks, yeah. Yeah. He missed five games. There's all kinds of different stuff in there, and I don't know which injury it is or if it is even the same injury, but I can't expect that like in a week after a broken thumb, you're going to be like, okay, he's good to go, healed up. I mean, who is he, Blade? It's, uh, this, so it's going to be a while, you know. He, he might not be able to get back in there before, uh, before the trade deadline. So the, the body of work that he's, he's put out there now might be what holds into the deadline. And it's, it's been pretty dang good recently. Zeke on Brett Mar. We have faith in him. We're not going to turn our back. Last week, we didn't really need him. But this week, we probably will. So get that bleep together. <laughs> uh, Dak on Mar. I'm a Money Mar fan. Has not lost any confidence in him. I think he'll get back to himself this week as he done as he has done here in practice today. He was 6-for-6 six six today. Brett was. I trust that guy all the way through. Micah Parsons on if the Cowboys have faced an offense with as many weapons as the Niners. No, but I don't think they faced anyone like us this year either. He added that people often focus on the opponent. And I think we're pretty hard to stop ourselves. Yeah, there hasn't been many uh, games where the Cowboys have been shut down. There's been halves. Like, since Thanksgiving, there's been halves, and then the Washington game where things haven't gone great in, until you sort of exploded later on in the game. But, you know, one way or another, they were getting close to or over 30 pretty much the entire way. TCU has hired Kendall Bryles to be their new offensive coordinator. Can this guy get the job done at a high level? I'll tell you what,
4: he uh, he did a pretty nice job at Arkansas. Sure did. So he's he's kind of been bouncing now where he's been able to stay ahead of, uh, you know, of the being fired. If that's, you know, that coaches, that that happens all the time. I'm not saying anything out of line here, but yeah, he's, he was at Florida state, moved on with the Arkansas, moved on. They kind of did some good things at Arkansas. So yeah, TCU still keeps that, uh, that creative, uh, that wide open attack with, with play with it. Plays with a lot of pace. Hmm. When you watch Arkansas, it's like a no huddle and you know it's it's a it's a tough team to have to deal with and TC is pretty, pretty similar to that.
2: How about this angle? Six two. Niners faced the Seahawks three times. Dan Quinn learned his scheme from Pete Carroll. You think DQ's calling up Pete?
4: Oh, I think he's probably I think that he could watch the tape. What I'm interested in is that it's the uh this is where Brian Schottenheimer comes into play if you want to really understand what's going on. Okay, because Schottenheimer's the one that will sit down and say he'll take the approach of uh, of what San Francisco is going to do, and he's going to come up with a game plan and he's going to present it in a way like, okay, if I was if I was Shanahan, this is how I'm going to attack you, DQ, with this personnel. So that's that's really the, the important thing. W- w- I, I, if they win this game. I have a feeling you're going to hear Mike McCarthy say something about Brian Schottenheimer and how they were able to prep for this game, getting things ready. Hmm. Because that's that's what it's going to come down to is like Schottenheimer's going to figure out the 49ers and then he's going to present it in a way. But Dan knows Schottenheimer too; he's got his understanding. Like like you know, uh, Zach was talking about it's it's a, it's a pretty uh, pretty easy thing that way.
2: Okay, a couple NFL storylines. The Ravens say they are confident they can sign Lamar Jackson to a long-term deal despite huh. no deal after two years of negotiations. I truly believe Lamar wants to finish his career in Baltimore, said the GM Eric DaCosta in Thursday's uh, team 45-minute end-of-season press conference. He is 26 years old and just finished the fifth-year option of his rookie deal. Gronk said... uh Called the bunk uh, the the Buccaneers at Thanksgiving and said he's bored and wanted to return. That's what Dove Climan reported. Um, he also said that next year he'll consider returning for a full season, and it could be a factor to where Brady lands this off season. So maybe Gr- Brady and Gronk are going to be back at it again. Uh, with the white vans coming up next season somewhere in the same destination stars visit the kings tonight 9 30 on espn plus as it's time to join bobby belt now here on 105.3 the fan and a uh, good evening bobby how the heck are you
6: i'm wonderful and i i love the uh damn daniel back at it again with the white vans reference so good oh, that job. was fun awesome. daniel
2: salute to you sir did uh did brett marr save his job today or what
6: I uh, mean, he looked really good, uh, and, and it wasn't easy. There was a, I don't know, like a, we were all trying to check weather apps and figure it out. I think there was probably a good 20-mile-per-hour wind blowing around out there, um, and he made all six, and, and you know, from uh, left hash twice, right hash twice, and then dead center. Um, Viscano did not look nearly as good. He went three for five, and two of the makes just barely hooked in. Mm. And so it was a, a rough day for him. It looked like uh, maybe maybe that was the plan all along, right? You bring Viscano in here and they were like, we know this guy will be bad enough that he'll provide a confidence boost for Brett. Bobby, that his job is an in danger.
4: Do you feel like that uh, McCarthy staged a, a kicking derby in front of you guys for a reason? Or was this part of what you normally get on a... Uh, Thursday practice out at the star.
6: We normally see them and we knew they were going to be kicking on Thursday. And so um I, I mean I guess he could have shuffled things around if he liked uh and you know done some stuff. He he could have shifted some of that to be when we were already inside. Um but like the the kickers had all left the field. The kickers and the punters before we even left. And so they had gone inside to do more work. Um but he he looked he looked okay. He looked confident. He looked good. Um and and I I still am not, you know, terribly concerned. There there's obviously a little worry in the back of your head um, because of, you know, just how uh, stunning it is to watch somebody miss uh five straight field goals. You, you could see how stunning it was on the sideline. Dak throws his helmet. You know, they had the uh, NFL films had their mic'd up segment come out last night and they show uh Gallup saying he missed it again and Robert Prince goes no F and way. And so they were all pretty stunned on the sideline as well. But uh, hopefully today was a, a confidence builder and everybody can feel a little bit better about San Francisco.
1: Any uh, updates on J. Ron Kurse?
6: So J. Ron Kurse was listed as limited at practice today, and I don't know what uh, limited means uh, given by the way he looked because generally limited means you're still in a uniform. And while we were out there, he was not in a uniform. He was in, like, just gym clothes and working with Britt Brown. Um, he had this giant, uh, like, like all the way down to his leg, this compression sleeve on his leg that he was wearing, but, um, he was out there just working with Britt Brown. That's all we got to really see of him. Uh, and and again, I think limited is an interesting term because limited usually at least means you're in your
2: uniform for it. It's Bobby belt here with you on one Oh five through the fan. We're talking about things they give you confidence going into this matchup, Bob. Is there is there one or two things that you feel like the Cowboys can really hang their hats on, giving them a, a good chance going into this one?
6: I mean, obviously, you feel better uh, about the confidence builder they had against Tampa Bay, like that you saw what everything can look like when it's going right. Uh, I, I think you can really hang your hat on the connection between Dak and Schultz and how that plays into some of the vulnerabilities with the 49ers, um, which there aren't a lot of them. Uh, but I think you absolutely can, you know, take advantage of some things with Dalton Schultz. Uh, I think you can feel pretty good about how the offensive line played, especially after Jason Peters went out, because that's the kind of, uh, you know, grouping that you're going to be looking at. And that you you feel encouraged by how well Tyron Smith played and that maybe all right, we're 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 starting to settle back down Um but look, I mean, I think if we're, we're being honest, there's a reason why the 49ers are favorites in Vegas. And it's because I think everybody agrees right now this is a better football team. If you go out there and beat them this week, uh, you beat a better football team and, and you had a better day. Um, and, and I think that the Cowboys are certainly capable of that. Uh, but, but this is a game where, you know, it's going to be a tough matchup because there are so many things that the 49ers do really well.
2: The resume is very compelling. You're you're right about that. And I agree with you, but just for devil's advocate's sake, how sure can we be considering the only so-called elite team they played in the, in the chiefs worked them over pretty good?
6: Uh, that's true. They, they, to me are a different football team than they were, you know, whatever that was 11 weeks ago. Um, they've, uh, you know, obviously I think that was Christian McCaffrey's first game was against Kansas city maybe his second. Um, they obviously have a different quarterback now. I think everybody has, uh, kind of hit their stride a little bit. I think McGlinchey has played a little better, um, since that point. And so, um, I, I think San Francisco is a different team than that. And then during that time, I know some people have said, who have they really beaten? You know, since Brock Purdy took over, Uh, Well, I mean, they've beaten and I understand I'm not saying they're world beaters, but they've beaten Seattle twice, who was a playoff team. They beat Tampa, who was a playoff team. They beat Miami, who was a playoff team. So they were winning against playoff teams with Brock Purdy down the stretch. And uh, they're they're an incredibly impressive football team. I'll I'll say this right now. And and I I'm, I'm wrestling with my pick for tomorrow. But I think if you get past San Francisco, I feel really good about your chances of getting past either New York or Philadelphia. Yes, sir. I'll take that, Bob. I'll take that. Absolutely, played them
4: both four times. I mean, right? Two and two.
6: Yeah, and and I mean, you know, you if you have your quarterback for all four games, I think you probably sweep them.
3: Boom. Yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, Is the because this we're talking about the two best defenses in the sport? But are you like me, anticipating more of a higher scoring kind of game, or is it like
6: 23 to 16 or whatever it was last year? Um. And I hate to to I know Brian hates fence riding, uh, but uh, you know I it kind of is a coin flip. Like I wouldn't be stunned if that was if this was a defensive intensive game, Um, but I would probably lean a little bit more towards. I think there are going to be some points put up on the board. San Francisco's had some trouble giving up big passing plays in the last month, Mm -hmm. and uh, you know they've shown some vulnerability there. And so I, I think Dallas would like to try and take advantage of some of that. And then Dallas, obviously, we know has shown some vulnerability at times. It looked better last week. Uh, but you're also playing a, a passing game that likes to keep everything really underneath. It's not a team that really challenges you down the field. Um, and so San Francisco, I think, will definitely try and take more shots down the field than Tampa Bay did. And so you'll you'll get tested again to really see how that secondary looks. But I, I think we're naturally probably going to see a little bit more of a higher scoring game just because of the the instability that both teams have seen in the secondary in the last like you know four to six weeks.
2: How much do you trust the, the steps the Cowboys took to to alleviating their big play woes on defense?
6: I mean I, I, I liked what I saw and I, I you know uh, I know Brian thinks I'm I'm standing on the grassy knoll talking about Dan Quinn and and how he decided to play the cornerbacks. Um, which which I know we haven't we haven't talked about this here. We talked about it on Love of the Star, but yeah, I, I think that they they had kind of made up in their mind that they were going to roll with Mukwamu in the wild card game a few weeks ago, and they just weren't playing him at the end of the year. And so, uh, I I think that they I, I like the responses that they made. I like the game plan that they came in there with. i will be interested to see if that is just their defense now, or that was a Tampa specific game plan that they felt like was going to work there. Um, because I, I don't know necessarily that they'll just roll into this and go, hey, run it back. Defense is going to look exactly the same. I think it's very matchup oriented, and obviously San Francisco is a much different offense than the one you played in Tampa.
1: Bobby, who is it that, that's scaring you the most from San Francisco's offense? I mean, they're they're littered with skilled players that are really good, but if you had to say one guy is, is scaring you the most this week, who would it be?
6: I mean, obviously, you know, Debo Samuel and and what he does and and his this season wasn't quite as good as it was last year, but I mean what Debo Samuel can do is obviously intimidating. Uh, Brandon Ayuk had a, a pretty good year this year. Um, Kittle obviously is a guy that uh, can can harm you in several ways in, in the passing game as a blocker. Um, I, I guess it'd probably be McCaffrey though, just because you know what he can do in space and how sometimes we've seen the cowboys have been challenged in space with their discipline and and you know their ability to or, or their inability to resist the eye candy at times and so McCaffrey worries me you know i honestly they they've just got such a a strong assortment of weapons and they're so solid across the board at every level on both sides of the ball that i, I think i'm more afraid of just how Kyle Shanahan chooses to use his weapons rather than maybe just a single person.
3: Are you as confident as Broaddus is that the Smith Bros are going to be able to contain old Bosa?
6: Um, I'm uh, Brian. How confident are you? Ten out of ten. No, baby. I'm,
4: I'm. I'm very. I I feel like that they're. I feel like they're going to be able to hold up. I don't. I mean, when you when when you talk about hold up, uh, is it one on one every single play? No. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, are you going to have to be able to? I was like, you going to put alignment? I, they play this wide nine, you know, and yeah. you're talking about two guys. We'll see. The thing, is, we'll see how quick you know that Tyron Smith at right tackle can get out. We'll see how quick he get out. The, I trust Tyler Smith, young guy, you know, good pass sets, got some power to him. You yeah. know, let's see if Bosa like to say the one thing Bosa doesn't want to do is he doesn't want you to get their his your hands on him. So he's going to dip and dodge. They'll run past the quarterback. You know, Mm -hmm. so if you're able to do it. So, yeah, I'm confident that the Cowboys tackles uh, can handle this assignment.
6: I I believe they are capable of handling the assignment. Uh, I don't know that it's one of those things where I'd be as confident as Brian would in the sense that like, and and maybe I'm misunderstanding it, but like I I wouldn't necessarily pick them to have the advantage there. Like I still would think it's advantage Bosa, even though I think there is capability to handle him and to take him out of the game if they need to. Uh, it just matters, you know, what version of Tyron Smith shows up. Does, does Tyler Smith? Because uh, Brian, we know this: when Tyler Smith doesn't get the full, you know the full week like he normally does, that's been a problem at times. And who's so, got a better does,
4: defense, Bob? Philadelphia or San Francisco?
6: San Francisco.
4: You really believe that? Yes, even I believe in, it a hundred percent. In the secondary, even too.
6: Um, yes, especially if Avante Maddox isn't playing, which he's not right now.
4: Yeah, well, we, we're not agreeing on that right now. That's they, they, okay. There's better. I understand. I mean. I feel. I feel like though, when you look at when you look at the Forty Niners, I don't see. Like I say, I, I see problems in that secondary. Yeah, I, le, le, I, I, I mean, you, you just said it. You came on here talking about big plays.
6: Sure, absolutely. And I, I mean, we're also talking about um, Dak Prescott absolutely lit up Philadelphia like three weeks ago. That's what I'm saying.
4: I, I feel like Philadelphia's got a better defense. That's what I'm saying.
6: Well, and I and I, would and I know be, you
4: gave up some sacks, but you still won that game.
6: I'd I'd be very surprised if. Dak puts up numbers similar to the game in Philadelphia. I think he can have success against them. I'd be very surprised if it looked like that, though. But they, yeah, they do have vulnerabilities. Lenore is a guy that they have to find a way to target. Uh, I think Gibson at times has shown vulnerabilities. I I think the safeties have shown some problems at times. I I think they're. The guy
4: can't run. No. We've talked about that. I mean, you you, you just watch, go back and watch. You know, I'm not attacking you here. I'm just telling you, you go back and watch the game where teams have lit these guys up, like the Raider game. That'll open your eyes a little bit to how you yeah. can make some plays downfield on these guys. I never felt like that against Philadelphia that you can make those kinds of plays, not against Slade and Bradbury and those guys.
6: I See, I, I felt, like I guess, again, I'm different. I felt like you could take advantage of Bradbury. I, I didn't think that about Slade, but I thought you could take advantage of Bradbury. I've always thought, you know, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson was a vulnerable player despite his ball skills. I think he and Gibson are very similar in that way, is that they're both, you know, ball hawks who, who have trouble um, being disciplined and, you know, playing well in coverage. And you're right, funga can't run very well. No. Um, and, and I think that Ward was much better the first 12 weeks of the season than the last few. Um, but I, I think that, you know, Charverius both, Ward is both, very talented. Yeah, I think. but
4: both Wards, I mean, like say, yeah, there's people. Jimmy who, and Charverius. They say that, you know, Jimmy is not accustomed to play in that slot corner. And I, no. I, would try, I would try and wear him out playing that spot.
6: Yeah, but I mean, we've also sat here and talked all season about how difficult Dallas' receiving core is outside of CeeDee Lamb, so I don't, I wouldn't anticipate them wearing out anybody is the problem. I, I mean, you know, especially a defense that has consistently all year across the board been number one. And so I, I do think that the way to win this game is they're going to have to probably win it through the air, um, and they're capable of doing it, but it, it's going to be a challenge. I don't think you can just expect to hey, let's walk in here, line up, and, and we're going to get the best of these guys. Anything else before we let you go, sir? Just that I love you all.
2: Love you, too. Talk to you tomorrow. Bobby Belt, Cowboys insider, part of Sean, RJ, and Bobby. 530 to 10 weekday mornings here on The Fan. Time now for LA Live.
5: There's Lucius. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Fresh from the bathroom break. Your boy is in the building. Uh, Let's go to the other side of the pond, if you will, and check in on this British boxing press conference that turned ugly. All, All right, you squash. Squares.
1: It's
7: time to smoke that <laughs> weed. That weed. Fire up this funk and let's <laughs> have a toe.
8: It'll make you dance to some everything. Everybody get high. <laughs> I was smoking that weed. Talk Yeah. Stop
5: smoking that uh, that's, weed. <laughs> that's weed. That's weed. That's weed. Got so many weed drops in here. <laughs> LA Live for January 19th, 2023? 2023? 2023. 2023? There's no football, man. It feels kind of different on a Thursday night. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I was yeah. in there talking to Carter about what live sports are on tonight. A lot of basketball. If you're into the basketball thing, TNT is popping. College basketball is popping. We got the Stars play later tonight. Yeah, but it's kind of different. You think
3: Al Michaels woke up with a big smile? There? <laughs> Hell yeah, he
5: did. Yeah, had himself yeah. a steak for breakfast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kicked his feet up, coming through them hundred dollar bills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna watch Godfather of Harlem tonight. The, the new season just dropped, and then after that, I'm going to introduce the family to a movie called Waiting for Guffman. Okay. okay. Old school stuff right there, yo. Old movie, huh? Old whole movie, Classic. hilarious. It's a mockumentary, mockumentary style movies. Well, my yeah, favorite. Yeah, got hilarious. Your, got your Twizzlers ready? <sighs> well, might be some Twizzler going on. <laughs> okay, a question for the Tolos right here that I asked on my Instagram a while back, and I'm just not getting to the answers. What toxic behavior has been normalized by today's society? What toxic behavior has been normalized by today's society? Taking things out of context. <laughs> <laughs> You feeling that one? Isn't you, today? Yeah, I bet you feeling that yeah. one. <laughs> the overall appreciation. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking from America. the heart, right there. Yeah. My
2: my empathy for athletes in these situations
5: has grown. Sorry, man. I'm sorry, man. Uh, I got answers like uh, cancel culture, okay. which I don't know who's really been canceled. I know it's like attack culture, but I don't know if anybody's ever really been canceled. All the people do the bad things; they get the you know yeah. folks coming at them. They they pop back up, back up later, like even with a better better contract or something. Yeah, I think they so. They come Absolutely. back with more yep. money. They come back stronger. It's Everybody a loves a comeback story. Everybody loves a comeback. I, I think I think they would say
2: that that Kathy Griffin comedian got canceled, but she probably just was never good. Oh. Yeah, they were like it was a good excuse to not book her for anything. anymore. <laughs> Sorry. Probably, what probably toxic probably behavior has been that.
5: normalized by society? We got drinking alcohol. It's celebrated, by the way. Yeah. And this right here—that's
2: we That's weed. That's weed. <laughs> it's
5: frowned upon. Yeah. But this is celebrated. Uh, entitlement is a new toxic behavior out here. Mm-hmm. Partying every weekend. Partying every weekend. Yeah, that toxic was really normalized. Behavior. You know? Very. Uh, and even weekdays.
2: Yeah. I'd, I'd be like, yeah, we were partying. It was great. You know? You just talk about it like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I got a
5: drinking problem seven days a week. It's awesome. Party my ass off. Let's <laughs> go. No. Doing the best <laughs> life. What yeah. toxic behavior has been normalized by society? Being rude. Gossiping. Living isolated. I didn't know that was about that. Oh. oh, lying all day. Yeah, the 808. A lot of lying out there. That was a lot of lying. Out of a lot of lies. Big cap, like LeBron. Yeah, I worked on that shot. No, <laughs> 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 you didn't fool. <laughs> uh, hookup culture is toxic behavior. Yeah. Narcissistic behavior is encouraged and often seen as success. Really? Yeah. So they, I mean, this is a tolos, bro. Yeah. I don't know if that's a fact. Uh, what toxic behavior has been normalized by society? gaslighting the media the government and many everyday people are guilty of it okay great old school movie too gaslighting (laughs) and a great series on stars too by the way gaslighting yeah yeah great great series uh, I, think,
2: I think most people are convinced they're, uh, well, not most people, but a lot of people are convinced that their spouse or life partner are narcissists that are gaslighting them.
5: <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Guilty. Guilty uh, as It's saddle, complicated. Yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> what toxic behavior has been normalized by society? Buy now and pay later plans. <laughs> pay later. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Payday loans, I guess. Oh, yes. Um, okay. Uh, being a bad bee. Yeah. Uh, Is it like OnlyFans? I guess. Just a, a, a bad temperament. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, I, I ain't got to do that because I'm uh, Okay. I'm a bad bee. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, negativity, personal attacks on social media. Even billionaires do it. Being on your phone while having a face to face situation with someone else. That's awesome. Toxic Thank behavior God. out here mm-hmm. in this world. G back of the day. We do it every day here on the fan at 2.30. If you see anything out there on the social media webs, drop it to me at Lucky Lucius P. I'll try to get it on this area. All right. Uh, our winner, on a thirsty Thursday and ladies' night, if you're out there searching for a date, or if you do have a date and you're running out of questions on your date, Queflo All About That Dollar has questions for you. Shout out to Queflo Dollar right here. Questions when when you're dating.
8: Single people, if you dating somebody, you need to ask a thousand questions during the dating process. Uh, What's your name? Is that your real name? Do you have your daddy's name? When can I meet your daddy? Is your dad and mama together? How do you act when you get mad? Do you throw things? Do you cuss around? Do you beat up on people? I need to know, do you have a job? Where do you work at? How much money do you make? How long you been working there? Do you have a bank account? How is your credit? Can I see your credit score? Do you have a house or you live in an apartment? Do you pay for your gas in your car? I need to understand what you're doing. What you like to eat? Do you plan on being fine like that all your life? Or are you planning on getting big? How, about how many it? children yeah. do you want to have? <laughs> Will you get upset if we don't have no kids? And you need to ask that woman, how you look without your makeup? Don't hmm. put none on tomorrow. I need to see. Oh, I need to see it. The hat you got on your head, is that yours? Uh-huh. Or did you purchase it? That and that your if yours? you purchase it, is it paid for? Or are you in debt? I need to know. I need to know. When you blink your eyes, are those your eyes? or or did you buy those from somewhere? I need to know. Mm. You smell good today, but what about tomorrow morning? I need to know. Do you believe in taking showers at night or in the morning? (laughs) Do you believe in taking three days off and then take shower? How is your
5: relationship with soap and water? I need to know. I need to to know. know. (laughs) The delivery. Yeah, go in. Yeah, the delivery is amazing. Uh, Go into these days armed up with some questions, folks, so you know who you're dating.
3: Are we all night showers?
5: Early no, I'm morning, a morning show. showers. Uh, morning. I do both. Both.
3: Oftentimes so,
1: I'll do both as well. The double but, uh, down. Definitely yeah. morning for yeah.
5: sure. Yep. Uh, sometimes I come to work without a shower at all, fresh from the gym. Shout out, mm. Carter, <laughs> Shout out to Carter working with me. I saw Carter. Shout out to Carter working with me in the Pimp Cup. That was a complain once. Carter Some was drying his, his hair
4: easy. earlier, I saw. I, I looked back there and he had a towel and he was like, I guess, did he get did he have his workout? He gets workout in today? Yeah, he,
5: got a, he gets his run in, yeah, man. And oh. so, He's and got I, a I, big I looked, date on Friday. You know, you got to be yeah. nice and lean. I worked back
4: there and the, the yeah, Pimp J. Cup <laughs> locker room yeah. was going on back there. machine. I do have
5: Carter
3: being a big elliptical guy. Oh, yeah. Working them on. I'm going to see him, bro. All right, let's. Let's go
5: to some british boxing talk right here chris eubanks jr Eubank, excuse me chris eubank jr versus liam smith oh, liam. you know this guy no cool okay we're going to the other side of the pond buddy of mine yeah yeah uh chris eubank jr he's being trained by roy jones jr right now he's going to fight liam smith uh i think this saturday saturday night so what is that noon for us something like that it's like six hours. Six hours, yeah. are in yeah. London. Yeah, okay. Right. If you're from right. London. I thought Eastern Time was an hour behind us earlier
2: this <laughs> week, so I was all over the
3: place.
2: <laughs>
5: hey, well, they were involved in an ugly argument on t- Thursday, but it was actually yesterday in a sense. The press conference got a little heated, It got personal, got homophobic. Hello. Sky Sports even issued an apology over this, and they've removed it from YouTube, but I have it here, fam. <laughs> ah. I have it here There's no uh, running from the internet uh, Liam Smith never. He's starting to question like, Eubanks' and sexuality This is weird Like I know you always like, you know, During a fight you talk back and forth Get each other hyped That's part yeah. of the fight You know what I mean? But I've never heard this People think he got
9: under me skin like, You know what? Can't get under me skin you don't, you don't
7: slide into another man's dms if you're not if you made a of yourself right?
9: mate. you put a picture up and your your video is in my dms first replied to you
7: First, I, I, I tagged you in a pic and it comes through as a, video. a dm which way, it comes through as a to the DM, did it not? I was you made a, a cunt to yourself,
9: you put, it on, you put it on social media and got slaughtered for it. Yeah, no,
7: well, listen, you slid into my DMs, you sent me a direct message. You come into my own face, I look, and I replied to I'm, it. I'm used and to seeing girls in again. my DMs, I'm not used to seeing girls <laughs> you're going about on fight. about
9: girls, mate, has anybody in this room ever seen you with a girl? Uh-oh. Have you got something to tell us, really? Because you're 33. You said on the programme, uh, you know, when you have kids, and now this is just, for no laughs or nothing, do you want to tell us something? You're putting pictures up with Neymar in limousines. Do you want to tell us something? Because nobody in this room has ever seen
5: you with a woman. Listen, my private life. Is- By the way, you putting pictures up with Neymar in a limousine is a wild line. That's a wild, that is line. Is a wild, that wild line. line. That is a wild line. Never
2: yeah,
5: go pri- full Skip Bayless, though.
2: Oh
7: my God. Private life, you know, that's uh, that's irrelevant to the boxing. Um, but you know, listen, I'm happy. I'm comfortable. You know. I'm I'm right. I'm if you're happy, happy, and it just tell us.
9: What, I'm not, what, it's not, what, it's not, what it's not, it's
7: like not a-, it's not a What would you like to know?
9: Have you got something to tell us? You wanna tell us? You're 33, you're going on about- you having kids, you've gotta have a woman to have a kid mate Like-
7: If you, you want to tell you, us something- Nobody's ever seen you If you got a, a personal woman. question to ask me directly Then you can slide in my DMs or you can do it right now but- I'm not that type of way mate, I like women You like women huh? Yes
3: Wow
2: Wow It's wow. <laughs> <laughs> like 1991 came to visit- Holy in a press smokes
5: bro you know.
1: Yeah that got a little weird I mean for real
5: i mean, yeah sky sports took it down they thought it was weird i mean the fight's gonna still go on oh yeah. Well, yeah and that's one thing about a fight like you're talking crazy to me right now but we get to go toe to toe later right. so you can say all you want to uh, but it kept going my man eubanks got a little shot back right here
7: i fought in manchester many times i, have I lost. lost in manchester i've had i've had many wins in manchester
5: you've lost to manchester oh, in I this have actual had arena
7: another win well, what's, what's your point
9: my point is you ain't gonna to fight Probably one of the best fighters from Liverpool in Callum Smith. You ain't good enough. You lost. If you and were, he beat the man that beat you. At want you to
7: think that if you're saying your brother's better than you, then that's great. Um, we're not here to talk about your brother. We're here to talk about the roasting you're about to. Risk.
9: Shall we talk about your hair, Lan? <laughs> you tried to give me state. I'm, I'm, I'm grey. I'm very happy. I'm grey. I'm, I went grey quite early. Shall we talk about your hair or your beard? What it's you want bit, to talk on? It's a bit, isn't it talking publicly about another man's beard? And when you try to say, I Look, 50 mate, I'll, I'll happily, I'm happy with the way right I look. What have you had done to your hair? I don't know. I don't know. You
7: know. Come on, just tell them. You're asking me if I'm gay, you're asking me about my beard and my hair, you know, it's. Because it's we're act. sitting here talking. I have just tell them. Give like, using the ball of everyone. Want. You know, <laughs> I don't, I don't know, I don't know if you, Jibaba, want to, tattoo, you're here. you want to get personal with it. If you want to get darker, personal with it, you know, talking about being gay and do I like girls, you know, I've been told by uh, multiple sources that you cheat on your wife on, on, on oh. the occasion. Oh. So, oh. You go. you've got a tattoo there, Let, man. Look, you've let's, you've just, a, let's just relax. I'd rather be gay than a cheat. How about that? Oh.
3: Wow! Oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> His oh. wife's like, "Wait, bro, why am I
1: catching
5: fish <laughs> <stress> right now?" They <laughs> oh. so get
1: dirty when they get in the clinch on uh, Saturday night.
5: <sighs> hey, was he serious about what he said, or was this just a trash talk, honey? I, I need to know. know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That man's gonna have a bad good time.
2: I think he was like, "Hey, this guy's getting really personal. Let's just uh, let's go right back at it." You know, they set these guys up and they try to gas them up to talk as much trash. Like, you say the crazier thing, it's gonna get attention. We'll get pay per views. Yeah, right. So and some of these guys can't do it while being entertaining and like no mm-hmm. modern norms. My
5: man just went personal. well, you know, I can understand him going personally and his sexuality was attacked yeah. earlier. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna go personal. Absolutely. On
3: you. Is that one yeah. guy working like uh working on defense how to defend the tongue punch? Is that <laughs> what he's been grappling with all week? <laughs> David <laughs> <laughs>
5: uh, RIP to
4: David Crosby, man. Yeah. My lookalike, my brother.
5: Yeah my he?
4: guy.
2: A yeah. legend? 80, 81 years old. A Woodstock legend. That's him. Yeah. All Christ. right. That's my time, bro. Thank <laughs> you, Lucius. We got to run. We got one hour to go here in the G-Bag Nation. And coming up next, look at this. The phone's already ringing. At 877 881 your one opportunity of the week to call in and compete against your fellow
8: Tolo for the best call of the night. The 6 o'clock sound off is next. In the nation.